0: Stratagraph has extensively worked the Gulf Coast, all of Texas, the mid-continent, and is now serving the Permian Basin from our offices in Odessa. Stratigraph offers a host of geologic services, from logging to steering to geochemistry. Stratagraph has logged over 14,000 wells worldwide, including 750 recent wells in the Permian Basin. Take advantage of Stratagraph's extensive experience, now combined with local service. Serving operators large and small, including over 20 different companies in the Permian Basin. When it's time for your geological services, ask for a quote from a multifaceted company with over 57 years of experience Stratograph. Accurate data, reliable solutions. What do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start with this. What is your name and how are you involved with Stratograph?
1: My name is uh, Jay Langla. In South Louisiana, it
0: would be Longla. Oh. Right. How
1: about that? Long From New point. Iberia, Louisiana, where where they make Tabasco. What? Is that
0: where Tabasco's made? That's where Tabasco's made. Wow. That's my That's hometown. a Cajun thing.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Wow. Yeah, we got to get the microphone right up on you whenever you can. You can move as much as you want, but just move with the microphone. Bang, bang, bang. Like um, that. you move with the microphone. There, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Uh, Jay, well, thank you for joining the PBE podcast. And, you know, our whole point with PBE podcast is that it's kind of a modern technology, modern communication, a new way of talking about what's really happening. Why am I so interested in Stratigraph? Or why is anyone interested in Stratigraph? What is the history? What do you represent from Stratigraph?
1: Well, Stratigraph is one of the iconic companies in this country, they are actually the oldest mud logging company in the United States.
0: The, the oldest mud logging company. Mud-logging
1: company in the United States. Wow! They were formed in 1961. Uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower was president what? when, <laughs> when Stratagraph went into business. That's right. That's now, that's like Vietnam and all. <laughs> John Kennedy was the president after. Light, on Light off on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, my, my connection with Stratagraph goes back to 1975.
0: Whoa.
1: Me and my brother-in-law started a company called Allied Technical Service. Okay. I used to work for Stratograph. Billy Hagan, the original owner, who's since passed, um, he took a liking to me for some reason. Wow. I was a long-haired hippie. What? A long-haired hippie right? in long-haired Louisiana? Hippie. No way. That's right. I was a long-haired hippie. I was in college. And I would work for him to make money, like maybe on the weekend, I'd make a hundred dollars a day. Mud logging or whatever. Mud logging. Wow. So it was a great deal. But my brother-in-law, who was a prominent neurosurgeon on the Gulf Coast, had a bunch of money. He wanted to do something with it. He goes, Jay, how do we get in the oil and gas business? I said, well, the only thing I know is mud (laughs)
0: logging
1: and gas detection. He said, well, let's start a business. So I left Stratagraph. Wow. And we started the business, started getting into Billy Hagan's business, Stratagraph. Wow. Business. So he came along and made us an offer and bought us out in 1975. And I became the VP of sales. He wanted me, he didn't want the doctor. 1975, you became 1975.
0: VP of sales of Stratagraph.
1: Right. And I, I was VP of sales to 1985 for 10 years? 10 years. The big bus came along. I don't know if you know about the big oil and gas bus. I was born in it. All right. At one time, right now, we have domestically 589 rigs working. In 1985? No, right now. Oh, right now. In 1980, we had 5,000 rigs working domestically. Wow! Can you imagine that? No. So anyway, me and Billy wow. Hagan um, kind of had a connection. <laughs> what was uh, that? What do you think that was? I think, I think it. it I didn't get into the, uh, to the racing like he did. He was he he had NASCAR. Yeah, he won NASCAR in <laughs> yeah. 1980. He won the you whole. Were, thing. Were you there? For I the, was there. The championship win. The The, the last. Win. The checkered right. flag. That what. A little story about Billy Hagan. Uh, I love the guy. Me and him crossed paths every now and then. We kind of bumped heads. I had some different ideas, uh, but one of, my, one of my favorite stories is he's never ever got mad at me except one time. He got mad at me one time. <laughs> what would you do, Jay? I started s- snow skiing. I became a very good snow skier. <laughs> so we incorporated that into the business. And so we would take clients up skiing. Oh,
0: okay, yeah.
1: So this was 1979. Things were really doing well. Everybody was making tons of money. 5,000 drilling rigs. 5,000 rigs domestically. So he he calls me and he goes, Jay, come up to my office. And I knew there was a different tone in his voice. And I'm going, (laughs) what the hell is going on with Billy? So I get up there and he's got this little... This little, small cooler, and he kept Takati beer in there. <laughs> he always drank Takati beer, and he goes, "Have a beer." And I'm going, "What the?" In f- the office, I'm going, "What the hell is going on with Billy, man?" <laughs> so I have the beer. He goes, "Of course I'll have one." He goes, "Are you going skiing this year?" I said, "Yeah." He says, "You taking clients?" I said, "Yeah." He says, "How long are you going to be up there?" And I said, uh, "No." He said, "Where are you going skiing?" I said, "Aspen." I mean the wow. top. I mean this is like the, the cream of the crop. It's big cream time. Of the crop. He goes one week. He goes go up for a month. <laughs> rent a house and we'll fly clients up there and you take them skiing. <laughs> <laughs> VP is saying, "Good job." I go, "Damn! All right, <laughs> okay, man, I'll do it. I'll take one for the team, man. I'll take one for the team." Oh yeah, I was, I was married. You were married at the I time. I was married at the time. I had a wife. <laughs> <laughs> was she there? No. <laughs> no. She understood the whole game. All right. All right. Uh, but anyway, uh, so it, it, it's been a it's been a uh, a good a good deal for me and Stratagraph. I did a lot for Stratagraph. They did a lot for me. I left in 1986 because all business That's really tanked. That's right. I mean, you, everybody looks at this bus as like a big deal. It didn't come close to 1986. It, didn't, it really didn't. We went from 5,000 rigs to under 1,000 very quickly. It was like falling off a cliff. I mean, people were losing their houses. They were giving them back to the banks. Wow. Companies were shutting down left and right. Stratagraph went Chapter 11. I mean, it was bad. Wow. It was bad. Wow. So what I did is an old buddy of mine wanted to, he had a little company in South Texas. And he said, Jay, I've been wanting you to come work with me. Let's see if we can build this little thing back up. He said, I'll give you a third of the company. Me, oh, wow. you and my operations manager. Right on. So I did it. We built it up. 2010, we sold it. Wow. And I'm just kind of hanging around, and William Hagen, <laughs> Billy's son. Billy's son, man. You watched him grow up, no, baby. Yeah, I watched him grow up. He comes to me, he goes, well, what are you doing these days? And I said, well, you know, we sold we sold GSI. And he goes, well, come talk to us. I said, I'll come talk to you, but yeah, but I got certain terms. This, uh-huh. you know. So um, I came back. The bottom line is I came back, and I'm glad I did. Stratograph is really... Those guys have been through the whole 60 years of business. Nobody else can say that on the Gulf Coast. Seriously. Wow. Uh, there's nobody can touch us. Wow. Um, so I'm glad to be back. I brought my son in. Is that right? Yeah. How old is he?
0: Bo is 44. And what's he doing? He's sales. sales
1: stratagraph. Wow. Yeah.
0: What do you think it was, thinking back to 1961, thinking back to 1975 and '85, before the historic crash when I was born in '86. Unfortunately, I was born in trial. <laughs> <laughs> what um, you know, one thing that, to think about is, you, know, all the businesses that are trying to move forward right now and trying to, uh, to earn their, their legacy, right, of 60 years. What was it as VP of business and, and from your perspective from 61 to 85, how the heck did Stratagraph do so well?
1: Uh, I think it was Billy Hagan. Billy Hagan uh, had a sales mind, mindset. Some of the owners have more of an operations mindset. Yeah. He definitely. understood the sales end. Yeah, you got to have operations. You got to have a great operation. There's no question. But not everything starts with the sale. Wow. If you don't have the sale, it doesn't matter. Now, vice versa, if we go sell a job, if we don't have operations, we're screwed. Wow! I think they have that perfect synergy. Right. Uh, and they keep their people. They take care of their people. Wow! And I'm not saying that as somebody who is a Love Stratograph is right. just a fact. They do. Uh, wow. People stay there.
0: Wow. I mean it and 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 why wouldn't it be Stratograph then sponsoring the Southwest section of the APG after everything we've been through? Why wouldn't it be the 60th year and the 60th That's anth- the
1: vision of William Hagen.
0: Wow. That's Billy Hagen's son. Uh,
1: I I like what he's doing. Uh Stratigraph would always fit that niche between a multinational uh, conglomerate like like Schlumberger, Halliburton, and the mom-and-pop. Wow. The mom-and-pop has certain features that you like. As long as you got mom-and-pop doing your work, everything's great. But if mom-and-pop is sick, they don't have any backup. The conglomerates, the big companies, mudlogging is treated like a stepchild. Jeez. The big money is in fracking, sure. wireline, mud, things like that. The ones that have sh- have mud logging as a sideline, it is a sideline. So they don't pay much attention to it. Wow. Stratograph fits That's... neatly in the middle of a mom and pop and a multinational. Wow. That's why I think that we're so successful. Wow. That's why we can do something like we're doing tonight. Yeah.
0: And let me so from from uh, from my perspective on the technical side and, and understanding what mud logging actually does, and also appreciating the history of what you just taught me. The the experience of someone that actually knows what to do when it comes to catching samples is incredibly important. Yeah. And moving forward, our understanding of the physical world when it comes to the elemental makeup of these chips of these little rock cuttings when you have it on depth and you can tie it to wireline now and you can run elemental right. analysis and rocky valve paralysis you can do a lot more nowadays oh my gosh <laughs> it's, it's amazing what
1: you can do now it's a game changer like you said things like mass spectrometer which you know is like if if we could afford to put mass specs in every mud logging unit we would revolutionize the business. Because wow! It so does everything. Teach me,
0: teach me the difference between a, a chromatogram, kind of standard, and mass specs. What's that? Mass the, specs, mass specs look at everything.
1: They look at every element, all the elements. They give you that sweet spot that if you're trying to drill a well and you want to know where to make that turn in the the best spot to get the most out of that well, the mass spec will do that for you.
0: Whoa! It's expensive. Yeah, because you're talking yes. hydrogen, helium, all the gases. Everything, everything. It's capturing everything. all the gases coming off everything. this. captures everything, Wow. Yes. And so w- w- what is physically or operationally different between a mass spec and a standard chrom- chromatography machine out on location? Is it like a much bigger the, machine? The or?
1: evaluation, because it, it is science. Uh, there's no mud logger that would know how to actually take the data and interpret it for the geologist. It has to be interpreted by a scientist. Wow. But chromatograph
0: is easy. C1, C4, C5, you know, whatever. That's easy, we all know that.
1: That's all part of mud logging. That's standard operating procedure for mud logging. Whether it's a FID or a hot wire, it's all the same thing. What you're looking is for, you're looking for the heavies. Right. And that's standard. The mass spec takes you light years light wow. years beyond that wow but you can't afford to have it in every mud logger you know, it's too expensive because the operators aren't willing to pay for it it's not worth it to them to pay for it what in the fuck? Uh, what I mean that, because light- nowadays with horizontal drilling yeah you know it's you're turning and you're going
0: you're on you're in shale the whole time it's mundane not- Oh my Monday. gosh, dude! That is—it doesn't that seem like such not much time.
1: Do what? Oh, has, yeah, we'll get to that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now there's standard steering and strata steering, but we will get to that. What I, what I, what you're teaching me, and what I'm hearing is, the mass spec is light years better than standard C1 to C5, yes. and operators. Are not willing to pay. That's because they don't need it. What do you mean they don't need it? Well, in
1: our view, they do need it. But in They're their view. They're trying to make better wells. But you got to remember. you got to remember. It's all economics. So.
0: Yeah, we need to make more oil, more gas at the end of this well wellbore. It's all about economics. If you don't have mass specs, you're not, you're, you're. It's. When you're in
1: a when you're in a field and you know what's going on in that field, and you know when you make that turn and you go going horizontal, and you're going to get the same thing that you went this way and the same thing you went that way. You don't need it. Uh, it's more like I say. If they made it cheaper, if they made it cheaper and yeah. smaller,
0: you, it'll be there. Yeah, it'll be there.
1: Yeah, then, I then all companies would love it. But yeah, they can't. They're not going to pay that money when all they need is they need basic information. And guess what? The engineers, as far as the fracking, you can go tell them, I can tell you better where you need to frack. Yeah. They don't care. They have a frack program. They're going to do this many feet apart.
0: No matter what happens when the drilling data comes back. They're going to do it. Oh, it just blows my mind to listen to to. No, to it's just interesting that. how the mud logging.
1: I'm old enough to have watched the whole progression from actually drawing logs by hand versus now the computer does it. Doing uh, computations with a slide rule wow. versus a computer. We actually did our computations with the slide Wait, rule. Like, where did this sample
0: actually come from? Okay, back
1: more, calculating more like pore pressure. Where okay. you, you're trying to keep a company from getting into a situation right. where you have a blowout? <laughs> yeah, yep. you did it with a slide rule.
0: Wow. Now we
1: do it with a formula and a computer. Wow, it's all different.
0: Wow. I had a, an adjunct professor when I was in undergrad. He was a micro paleontologist for like Shell or one of the big companies. He was working offshore Alaska, and he said they're just blowing and going in a well offshore Alaska, and all of a sudden they started seeing this very specific. Micro uh, fossil, Fossils. right? These tiny that tells you a whole lot. For Tell the foraminifera, the change yeah. in foraminifera in an oil and gas it's reservoir. paleontology. That's it's right, better. paleontology. And he's going, holy shit, we're about to hit an overpressured zone. No one expected it. It's in the middle of the night. He's calling everybody on the line, saying we got to stop drilling, stop drilling. The driller's not listening to him, so he's calling everybody. The drilling
1: wants to drill fast. That's they want it. To get They're down. just. They don't
0: care. (laughs) I don't care what bugs you think you're seeing. we got to get this well done. He finally gets the well shut down by the operators, by the people that can say to the driller, stop drilling. And he said as they stopped drilling, there was an offshore rig not too far away, and he said the whole thing lifted out of the ground, lifted out of the water. (laughs) Because they hit it. They didn't stop.
1: Well, I can tell you a personal story. (laughs) When I was at Stratograph Bud Logging, they had me on a well for Arco, Arling, Arling Gas. Arco, one of the Arco. biggest, yeah. We're in a we're in south of Crawley, Louisiana, which is highly faulted. It's it's a it's a maze of things. You never know what you're going to run into. Wow. So, we're drilling the well. They're drilling the well. I'm mud logging. They stop and make a connection. I see the gas pump up. I see the mud flow pump up a little bit. So I warned the uh I warn the, I warn the drilling dry. engineer for Arco, I warned him, I say, look, I'm seeing this. Yeah. Nah, we're gonna drill ahead a little bit. Okay, I'm I warned you. So they go a little bit deeper. All of a sudden, man. I mean the mud, the mud gas is coming up. The flow's coming up when they stop, they shut down to to connect a, a new pipe. Uh-huh. The mud flow's coming up. So I'm, got, I'm saying to myself, this guy's not listening to me. Uh. I take the chart. It used to be the old circular charts. I take it out and I walk up to, his to the engineers room and I say, "You got a problem here." He goes, "Yeah, I'm seeing the same thing you're seeing, but uh, I think we can drill another, another 30 feet." I said, One more okay. stay. I'm-, I'm just telling you. They drill five more feet. <laughs> Here it comes. Holy shit. What? Guess what? Guess what happened? We got blamed. No! Because he claimed I didn't tell him hard enough. <laughs> And that's a, that. That's what went on in the 70s and 80s. Engineers and geologists wow. were like Arlen water. Wow! They could not ever get together. Wow! Engineers ran the show. If the engineers wanted to do something, whether it was right or not, geology, geology wise. What is going on, yeah. man? Wow! Now that's changed a bit, thankfully. Yeah, thankfully it's changed. Right. A bit. But at one time, it was horrible. It was bad. Wow. It was bad. Wow. There was a lot of graft and corruption going on back then. Big time.
0: Wow. Well, (laughs) Jay, I can literally sit here and talk to you all night long, man. I mean, your experience and your ability to share that experience and really put me back in that time. I I, I feel like I really learned a lot. And I, I will just say this. Your your investment and your time with Stratagraph, and I think what's happening in the future is we're on astronomical rise yes. in our ability to capture samples, capture cuttings, get them on depth. That that is incredibly, incredibly valuable yes. for the people that are going to push this industry forward. And I thank you for your. I think
1: I think what uh, William is doing by bringing Ashby Pettigrew on. Yeah. He's more he sees more of the business side of it and okay. the money. Okay. Operations. Opera- oh. operations he needs to learn a little bit more. Okay. But uh, but he's got the right guys there. He's got Mark Roby, who's one of the best in the business. He's got uh, Jeremy Bondick who is goal. Guy's goal. I can sleep at night when I when when I when it's wow. one, when I say a job I sold to a customer. And there's a problem. I can call Jeremy at 2 in the morning, and I can go back to sleep. Wow. He's going to take care of it.
0: Wow. And that's the
1: operation side. Wow. As far as the sales side of Stratigraph, we have a combination of young and old. Yeah. we got guys like me, uh-huh. Barry Perilou, Kenny Bauckham, uh, got James Small. I mean, yeah. these yeah, guys yeah. are all. James Small. They're all mudlogging, man. They're all <laughs> old mud loggers who became salesmen. <laughs> these guys
0: are like, I mean, it's fun. Right, on, It's man. fun to work there. Right on, it's fun man. To work that, there. Right on. Well, Jay, so, uh, thank you so much for joining us on PBE Podcast. It was yeah. an honor to get to know you, sir, and your story. And don't Cheers. listen
1: to anything this guy hey, Mike no. Burton says. What you
0: know, Burton <laughs> I know Burton <Bertness. laughs> <I know Bertness. laughs> <laughs>
1: Boy do I know Burtness.
0: Hey can we get a three two one let's go from you? I just want a quick three two one let's go. You just scream it. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah! Yeah. Thank you, Jay. That was awesome. That was awesome.